Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Let me now bring up uh, the senator who is um, on the front line on this issue, and that is Senator Tim Kaine, Democrat from Virginia. And thank you. I, I know you've got your this um, this meeting is going to take place this afternoon. The president is coming over um, to um, the Senate to meet with the um, the Democratic Caucus. Um, what are you expecting to hear from President Biden um, Biden in your meeting, Senator Kane? And welcome to the show. Welcome back. Joe, it's it's very, very good to be back with you on the show. And, and you know, I, I suspect the president's visit is going to be very impactful. Um, some of what we'll hear, I, I believe, is, is things that he said um, in Atlanta in the powerful speech he gave, and in particular, oh. that the eyes of history are on us right now. And, um, and, and Joe Biden, the thing that he can bring to this that virtually no president could have ever brought to it except LBJ – is he is a 36-year veteran of the United States Senate. He loves the Senate. He loves the traditions of the Senate. He loves the institution of the Senate. But I think what he might say is the Senate that he loves has been deeply perverted by overuse of the filibuster. The Senate that he loves was attacked by violent insurrectionists a year ago with with a goal of disenfranchising the 80 million people who voted for the Biden-Harris ticket. And to be a senator at this moment in time means taking steps to respond to that mass disenfranchisement effort. And, and that that puts a burden on our shoulders similar to the burden on the shoulders of the Senate in 1965 to pass a voting rights bill. Um, so I'm really <clears throat> excited that he's coming over because finally, as you know, Joe, we, we are going to we're going to get on this bill despite the Republican effort to block us from even debating it, to essentially have a gag rule about it. We're going to get on this bill. We don't have the guarantee yet about what the outcome will be, but at least we're going to be able to engage in that kind of old-style Senate debate on something really important. Joe Joe might even be able to say, President Biden might even be able to say, based on his experience of voting over 36 years, that a vote like this would rank among the most important votes that we'll ever take, no matter how long we spend in the Senate. I certainly yeah. believe that's true. <clears throat> well, that's what, um, excuse my throat. Um, <clears throat> that's what um, uh, the Senator from Maine said, uh, and, uh, Senator King, you know, he said yes. straight up that it was the most important vote of his political career. Um Help me understand, uh, and the audience listening, I, I, and, and that is, what is this new approach that Senator Schumer introduced yesterday that may be able to be a workaround the filibuster issue? Can you break that down in a language Absolutely. that um, the average... <laughs> person out here yeah. can can understand and i'm one of those people i, I i'm well, trying to follow it I, I i can break it down for you joe absolutely it you'll understand it but it'll make you scratch your head even more about why the senate does things the way that we do so the the filibuster you know used to be used rarely um but it now has perverted virtually everything the senate does 
and and the filibuster requiring a supermajority to end debate and move to vote on a bill has also now been used commonly to even block debating the bill. So it's not the filibuster is now not just perverting passage, it's perverting even debating the bill. And I I've used the phrase the gag rule. Congress, you know, had rules in the 1830s and 1840s that basically prohibited debate upon issues regarding slavery. And the filibuster has kind of become a new version of the gag rule because unless you can get 60 votes to proceed to legislation, you can't even talk about it, much less pass it. Um, And the Republicans have been using this 60-vote threshold to block debate over and over again. We've tried to bring the John Lewis bill or the Freedom to Vote Act to the floor in the fall, and over and over again they've blocked our ability to debate it. What we realized, and I'm working very closely with uh, Chuck Schumer's team on this, is there's one thing that can't be filibustered. Um, If the House sends a message to the Senate, the Senate can take up a House message on a simple majority, and the filibuster cloture procedure does not apply to that. And so what we did is we went to the House and basically said, take the two bills, Freedom to Vote and Mm -hmm. uh, John Lewis, Mm-hmm. And put them into a house message, and then send them to us. <clears throat> Give me and an you example. Send them to us, which they're likely to do today. <clears throat> give me and an, then vote by simple majority. Uh, give, give us a, a, an example of what is a house message. Um, you know, it, it, essentially, usually they're fairly, I don't know, ministerial communications about items, but there's no prohibition upon them being, you know, essentially substantive pieces of legislation. Um, and and off, often, you know, we accept a House message and, and don't even take it up and do anything with it. It's just a communication of some kind to hmm. the Senate. But there's no pro- prohibition of a House message being more than a communication, but actually being legislation. So we've worked with the House on this, and I think the vote will likely happen today. And then we'll, this will get us past the gag rule. We'll be able to debate this bill on the floor. It doesn't get us to an end game yet where the bill can pass with simple majority. Um, we, so, but, but as we have the debate in the full view of the American public and entertain amendments, we'll be looking, could we potentially get Republicans on board, possibly if there are some amendments they propose that make sense? Or could we convince all 50 Democrats that, the moment is so important that, mm. that we shouldn't use the filibuster, which was used so ardently by segregationists in the past. We shouldn't right. use the filibuster to block doing what's right on voting rights. Gotcha. Gotcha. This is, <laughs> this is... I, t- I told you you might understand it, but it would make you shake your head even more about why the Senate does what it does. I, Joe, I, I, I'm really thinking about you. I go to a church where a lot of people listen to your show, and when I'm at church on Sunday, people come up and talk to me about you and their concerns about you and their admiration for what you are doing right now. And, and the, the, you know, the good news, and I think there is some good news in this, is the day of decision is nigh. It's not being punted and punted and punted as yes, it has yeah, been. Yeah. I don't know what the outcome will be. There will be some drama. 
And, and the Senate, as you know, you've watched it for years, has kind of been drained of drama. We hardly take up anything on the floor that isn't predetermined, predigested. Everybody knows what the outcome is going to be. Right, and if there's right. any uncertainty about it, we don't take it up. Well, if you're going to do high-stakes things, you have to, and, and you have you to, have do, to go you, out and take a willingness right. to take a risk. And historically, you know, and, and Senator, again, you know, I – I, I understand people's concern, and it's nine nine times out of ten, it's out of love and and concern, and and I appreciate that. And you know, I I I, I always went back historically. I was trying to make reference to history, and I think about what happened with uh, the the Rutherford B. Hayes Tilden Compromise, which was to suppress mm-hmm. the black vote. Um, I had yeah. uh, who was a senator. I'm sorry, senator, uh, uh, Professor Gates uh, on with mm-hmm. me, and mm-hmm. he uh, Stony the Road, great book he wrote, and and he he, mm-hmm. he used the example of the state of Louisiana, and I made notes about that because I'm a pretty good student, if nothing else. Um, but he talked about in Louisiana how during Reconstruction there were 130,000. Newly freed African American uh, men who had who vote who voted, and then four years later, after the end of the Reconstruction, they had passed laws in the state of Louisiana that reduced the voting uh, re- the the number of African American votes to one thousand three hundred and forty two, and that was repeated. All across, particularly the South, where ninety percent of oh, African Americans lived. In Virginia, the Carter Glass was the architect of the nineteen oh one Constitution of Virginia, and they adopted what was called the Mississippi Plan that had been used by other states to, uh, to completely disenfranchise African Americans. Same thing happened. African American voters plummeted. African American elected officials plummeted. Um, and, you know, some of the southern states, Joe, couldn't have done that. But for the filibuster, there was a powerful voting rights bill that was passed by the House of Representatives in the early 1890s, but that the Senate filibustered it. I, I sit in a seat in the Senate. It's called the bird seat in the Senate. A lot of people talk about Robert Byrd and Senate rules, but my bird seat was Harry Byrd Sr. and Harry Byrd Jr., who, op- who occupied the seat where I sit for probably nearly 60 years. And they used the filibuster over and over again for the express purpose of depriving African-Americans of rights to vote, of, of rights to fair treatment in employment, fair treatment in housing. Um, so, you know, the Senate rules, you don't, you don't casually change a rule, but when a rule has been used over the course of our history in egregious ways, overwhelmingly to, you know, hurt people and hurt our democracy, then what's more important, a Senate rule or our democracy? We take an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. We don't – nothing in our oath says anything about Senate rules, which we can change and which have been changed over time. Um, but this is not a – you know, it's not a light thing uh, to talk about changing a Senate rule, and but we're talking about it in the context of voting rights because voting rights really are paramount now. They're under attack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking about those two birds who occupied my Senate mm-hmm. seat 
yeah. and the way they use the filibuster to deprive African-Americans of opportunity. And I, I have an opportunity to take this particular seat in the Senate and, and open up a, a path, a new path for, for those who follow me. And I'm, I'm determined to do it. Well, I've taken the, uh, uh, Dan, I, I do what I do in, in solidarity with folks who have demonstrated, participated, you know, and you, you said it in a different way, and that is that all movements require sacrifice. And, and I think about, you, you, you're you part of that generation, by the way, that pre, I mean, and, you know, and after the Voting Rights Act was passed, these, these young, these young white Students from universities across the country went down to Mississippi to register yeah. people to vote, went to some of the most dangerous counties where people were being lynched. And, you know, I know their parents weren't thrilled. I, I, I talked to them all the time. Yeah. I grew up with these men, men and women who are now grown and have children of their own. Um, Jonathan Daniels, a, a um, Virginia Military Institute graduate. Mm-hmm who after he got out of VMI <clears throat> wanted to become an Episcopal priest. He, he went during freedom summer during those times into the South and he was shot and killed and there you go. You know, a, a, a VMI grad. And, and, you know, it, it was, yeah. I was, I was only four or five years old at that point. You know, I have a, I have a vague recollection of this on television, but a whole lot of people, yeah. um, fought really, really hard. And I'll tell you, Joe, I don't want to take more time than you have, but I had a real epiphany many months after the January 6th attack. That attack, in my principal emotion that day was anger, just intense anger, unlike any I've experienced in my life. And it was, and I know anger, but I, this was different and I couldn't quite figure out why. And then a, a few months later, I realized, you know, I was a civil rights lawyer. I, I was a voting rights lawyer. I've, I've always fought hard for voting rights, but I was always fighting hard for somebody else's voting rights because as a white male born in 1958, nobody ever tried to disenfranchise me. For about four hours on January 6th, 2021, mm-hmm. I felt what it was like to have somebody try to take my vote away. Uh, or, uh, because or, that effort or was Senator to disenfranchise. King. Yeah, not only take and your you know vote what? away. For, 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 hey, for I, four I hours, I had no empathy, yeah. please. Let me, uh, the reason I'm interrupting, let me add something. They were not only trying to take your vote away, they may have been trying to take your life away. So when I say it, that. Uh, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, but, but it, you know, it, it, for four hours, I felt what it yeah. must be like to live a life where you feel like people are trying yeah. to take your vote away or, well, or to, to have your community for four centuries be in a position where people didn't want to treat you well and, and so now it wasn't just about somebody else. It, it made me more empathetic to the yeah. corrosive yeah. and devastating effect, knowing that people are trying to push you aside. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck on the meeting uh, today. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I'm, I'm sticking with it. Day 67, uh, I'm still standing. And as I always tell people, folks sacrifice more than solid food. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, you, you just keep doing what you're doing. And I, as I've told folks, even at CNN and other networks, come on, guys, they haven't voted yet. It's not over. Yep. And, it, yep. and, and yep. there That's is right. a process. Thank you, uh, Senator Kane, And we'll, we'll stay in touch. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Appreciate you. 
You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.